The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. And welcome to another edition of This Week in History, Wrestling Fans. Uh, my name is Sean. I'm in London, Ontario. After doing a lot of traveling from Windsor to Timmins, back to Windsor, and now back to London. Been a whirlwind of uh, the past couple of weeks, foot surgery, you name it. It's been a crazy uh, couple uh, weeks. Um, not in the recliner anymore. It is uh, Thursday afternoon uh, when you're watching this. It is actually uh, Tuesday evening as uh, Jonesy and I are recording it. Uh, so I want to thank you for joining us, whether you're watching on Stitcher or listening on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from, and watching on YouTube or Facebook. As the opening just said, we are part of the Johnners Podcasting Network. And if you go to uh, your app store, you can get an actual app for the Johnners Podcasting Network. And John has been busy getting a lot more content uh, included. And there we're up to now about 40 different shows uh, from all over Canada, U.S., and U.K. Um, there's so much to enjoy, a lot of different interviews, uh, reviews, you name it, news. It's all podcasts. If you're into podcasts, check out the Jonas Podcasting Network. There's so much content, and you won't want to miss out on it. Um, I'm hoping to get back to our content uh, building up again. I'm going to still be off work, but we're keeping this tradition going of This Week in History. I'm hoping also to get the uh, regular podcast back up and going with uh, reviews of news. Um, We also have... uh, the Scumbags uh, Predictions League, which is brought to us by our friends over at CoolBet, along with this show and all our other shows, reminding you to stay cool and bet responsibly. We are starting the second part of our uh, season on the quest for the uh, championship, and it starts with All Out from AEW on September 5th. So everybody's starting back at zero, and you can always jump in at any time and get those points to try and go to the finals and win the championship belt. So there's a lot going on. We're hoping to get uh, Fantasy Warfare Tournament back going again. Just been a crazy summer, COVID restrictions opening, surgeries, deaths, you name it. We're here to entertain as much as possible. And to do that, we're going to be doing This Week in History the week of August 27th to September 2nd. And as I was going through this, it's basically a SummerSlam edition. But we can't do it until we bring in Jonesy from Niagara Falls. So after all that banter, how are you, Jonesy? I'm pretty darn good. Went out to the falls today and uh, just enjoyed a non-humid, gorgeous day. Excellent. Yeah, Um Louisa and I were uh, talking about it with everything that's been going on the last uh, little bit. I get my stitches out on uh, September 8th from the back of my heel, and it would be nice for us to be able to uh, escape somewhere and uh, just have a breather away from the chaos that has been our life for the last uh, couple months. So um, Niagara is a little bit on our uh, radar as one of our potential destinations, be nice to check it out if we don't go to maybe uh, Collingwood uh, and Blue Mountain area for the uh, Scandinavian uh, spa there. But it's in our list of uh, possibles to do. But uh, yeah, it sounds yep. like it's a wonderful time in Niagara Falls. Um, and they, ju- they just they just started putting the lights up in um, Dufferin uh, Island there. Oh yeah, for Winter Festival lights, uh, which starts uh, I think in, in about two months. Yeah, in November usually so yeah that's cool um definitely explore uh, ontario as they say yours to discover and uh yeah the winter festival lights in niagara falls something that is definitely worth uh, checking out um so let's hit uh the history books and the rich history of our great sport uh, according to mr tony shivani and hit the road with SummerSlam 1990 one of my favorites on August 27th, 31 years ago, of course, SummerSlam 1990 from the Spectrum in Philly happened. Well, we saw the Texas Tornado defeat Mr. Perfect to win the WWF IC Championship. Uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake was originally scheduled uh, to challenge for the title, 
Um, but he was injured after a parasailing, uh, uh, a parasail to the face. Kind of screwed up his um, uh, wrestling career a bit, but because of Hogan, he got to stay employed. The Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart, defeated Demolition, Smash, and Crush in a 2-1 in a best-of-three-falls match to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. Randy Savage defeated Dusty Rhodes in under two minutes, and before the match, the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, would reveal he had bought Rhodes' sidekick, Sweet Sapphire. What a shock. Hulk Hogan defeated Earthquake. Earthquake would take quite the bump in this one, including a nice welt on his back. And the Ultimate Warrior defeated Rick Rude in a pretty good steel cage match to retain the WWF Championship. And if I remember, that was the last pay-per-view that Jesse Dubani uh, did for the WWF as far as full-time. Yeah, he headed over to uh, WCW. And just looking at this card, like... I don't know what it was about the early uh, versions of SummerSlam. It did feel special. Maybe it was the production compared to it being always like how the TV looked. And today's uh, shows, Raw and SmackDown and pay-per-views, almost all look the same and have the same feel. Uh, it was different feel in the uh, first couple of uh, editions of uh, SummerSlam. And then he said, Beefcake got the knee to the face and destroyed his face and plates in his uh, melon. Uh, Tornado was able to pick up on that. Meanwhile, Tornado was wrestling with one foot uh, at that time. The Heart Foundation and the uh, Demolition, I love Demolition always, even as they became a heel team and the three-man uh, team that way. But it was also a way of getting in the Road Warriors at the time, which helped uh, reveal that Axe was down there. So the tag team scene was really hot at that time in WWE, unlike uh, now it's lame and really spread out between all the brands. Savage and Rhodes turning Dusty into the, the match, uh, the feud with uh, DiBiase. You don't see that too often where uh, they overlap and you see where they're going off before. Storytelling was just so rich at that time. Hogan and Earthquake. It was interesting how Hogan, even though he wasn't champion, was part of the double main event. All right. And same thing with uh, at uh, 91 when we talked about last week. It was double main event with Savage and Elizabeth in one and Hogan and Warrior in the other main event because he couldn't give away the spotlight of the main event and of course warrior and rude rude is one of the only guys who could give warrior a good match savage was one of the other ones but uh yeah top to bottom i think uh 90 is one of the uh, better survivor series i mean summer slams of all Indeed. time 27 years ago, Shane Douglas made his historic in-ring promo, throwing down the NWA belt. Yeah, get rid of that thing. Blah. And declared himself the ECW World Champion. Well, that also changed uh, Eastern Championship Wrestling, which yes. was ECW, into Extreme Championship Wrestling. So it was a monumental uh, moment for the company changing its name as well and also uh, getting away from the NWA. Indeed it was. As always, you were correct. 26 years ago, WWF presented SummerSlam 95 from the Sick Arena in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Bertha Faye defeated Alundra Blaze to win the WWF Women's Championship. The Undertaker defeated Kama in a, uh, it was a pretty bad uh, casket match in my opinion. Mind you, Kama's uh, antics and um, bug eyes is always a pleaser. Uh, Bret Hart defeated Isaac Yankum by DQ. Shawn Michaels defeated Razor Ramon in a ladder match to retain the WWF IC belt. And Diesel defeated King Mabel, that's right, that was the main event, to retain the WWF championship. Yeah, as much as I just praised 1990 for being <laughs> such an amazing uh, event, this one just stunk up the joint. Like, the Shawn Michaels... Uh, Razor Ramon match was the only saving grace really of this whole thing. And even that was supposed to be Shawn Michaels against uh, Sid. And they realized nobody wants to see that shit and uh, quickly changed it to a rematch from WrestleMania 10 ladder match. That was the first time they used two ladders in a uh, 
ladder match and stuff like that. Since then, you know, they're just unlimited. But, you know, it was... But their budget has become bigger. They can afford more ladders. Exactly. So, you know, that was the only saving grace of this thing. And then when you realize also, uh, in hindsight, Lex Luger came down to help out um, Diesel, which was still questionable whether he was helping him or not. If you listen to the commentary and then you realize, oh, he is helping him. But he gets hit by Diesel and... Basically, he just got Randy Orton by uh, people in a way. How everybody Randy Orton hits goes to AEW. Diesel hit uh, Lex Luger and sent him off to uh, WCW for the premiere of Nitro uh, just a few days later. Yep, sure did. 21 years ago, WWF presented SummerSlam 2000. Eddie Guerrero and China defeated Val Venus and Trish Stratus in a mixed tag match. Uh, China won the WWF IC uh, belt because of the rules within the match. Uh, Steve Blackman defeated uh, Shane uh, McMahon to win the WWF Hardcore Championship. Edge and Christian defeated the Dudleys uh, and the Hardy Boys in a tables, ladders, and chairs match to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. This would be the first of the series of TLC matches that would uh, become part of Hardcore history. The Cat defeated Terry Runnels in a stink face match. Now, at the end of that, the, did they get their face shoved in Rikishi's bum? And uh, I didn't. No, that was I, to each other. Oh, to each other. Yeah. I don't think that's much of a punishment, but hey. Um, the Undertaker and Kane fought to a no contest. The Rock defeated Triple H and Kurt Angle in a triple threat match to retain the WWF uh, championship. Angle was out for much of the match as he suffered a concussion due to an announce table collapsing as Triple H went to to do the pedigree angle. Yeah, there's uh, one of the uh, recent uh, match, sorry, episodes of uh, the Kurt Angle show, uh, which is on uh, with uh, Conrad Thompson. They talk about that, and he uh, basically was knocked uh, silly for that. Uh, the Shane McMahon, uh, Steve Blackman one is memorable for the fact that Shane climbed the uh, trestle and Blackman hit him a couple times with the uh, mm-hmm. uh, kendo stick and then Shane took the nasty plunge into the uh, staging. But definitely a way better uh, effort in 2000 than in 1995. Yes. 2,000 years ago on Raw is War from Grand Rapids, Michigan. The Hurricane defeated Matt Hardy to win the WWF European Championship. I do believe it's 20 years ago, not 2,000. Oh, yeah, it probably was. I <laughs> forgot to add years there. My, It might even be 21. So. It's all good. It I'm just going to put here check dates. And when it comes rolling around again, blam. 12 years ago, Dixie Carter makes uh, her television debut on TNA Impact. And 11 years ago, Gertrude Elizabeth Luna Vachon was found dead at her home in Pasco County, Florida. She was only 48. She is buried at the ranch once owned by Andre the Giant. Yeah, she had been married to uh, Gangrel at one point. Yes. And as you see in this picture, they did uh, do a Where Are They Now uh, just before she passed away. And she was uh, driving tow truck. I could definitely see that. And it's a happy 73rd birthday to the Sarge, Robert Remus, a.k.a. Sergeant Slaughter. A turn hook, you puke. Oh, you stole my line. August 28th, 35 years ago in Los Angeles, Wahoo McDaniel defeated Tully Blanchard to win the NWA National Heavyweight Championship. Thirty-two years ago, WWF presented SummerSlam '89. The Brainbusters, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, defeated the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart. Also on the card, Dusty Rhodes defeated the Honky Tonk Man. The Ultimate Warrior defeated Rick Rude to win the WWF IC belt, and Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake defeated Randy Savage and Zeus. Yeah, this was the uh, official yes. return, also of. Uh... Uh, Roddy Piper uh, to uh, WD as an active wrestler. We'd seen him at uh, 
WrestleMania doing Piper's Pit, but uh, in the Warrior Rude match, Piper came down and ended up uh, mooning uh, Rude, which distracted him, and uh, that's how Warrior got the title back. Nice. And that poster you have up, I, that's the that poster board I have, except the only difference on mine, I don't think it has the 8 p.m. Eastern on it. Yeah, you have it on your wall. Yeah, I have it done. I had it on the wall because I've moved so many times in the uh, last uh, year. Uh, I could find it if I ran to the bedroom, but I ain't doing that. 32 years ago, WWF presented SummerSlam 89, which I already did. So 27 years ago in Indianapolis, Indiana, Shawn Michaels and Diesel defeated the Head Shrinkers to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. Looking cool as always. Two dudes with attitude, and it was Two kind of a surprise. They weren't my favorites, but it, it worked back then. It was a surprise as well because this was a house show just a day or two before uh, I mean, SummerSlam. And the head shrinkers, I think, were supposed to go against Bam Bam and Tatanka or something like that at the uh, pay-per-view, or I'm not sure. It could have been even, um, no, it wasn't Money, Inc., but uh, yeah, they were supposed to defend their titles, and lo and behold, they dropped them the day before. Yeah, and I think, I want to say there was a reason for that. Yeah, I'm Anyways, not sure. 21 years ago on Nitro, Kevin Nash was there too. Kevin Nash defeated Booker T to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. 18 years ago in Osaka, Japan, in a steel cage uh, match for the first time in New Japan Pro Wrestling history, uh, Yashahito uh, Takayama defeated Mashiro Chono by knockout to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, I tried to find a photo of that, but no such luck. But uh, no. definitely have Takayama uh, photo of him. Nice. You say that nice. 14 years ago at a SmackDown taping, Matt Hardy and MVP defeated Deuce and Domino to win the WWE Tag Team Championship. And it's a happy uh, 43rd birthday to Linda Miles. Uh, she was one of two, uh, two of the winners from the second season of Tough Enough. She'd spend some time in OVW, briefly managed Shelton Benjamin in WWE, would leave, then return in 2003 as Shaniqua, the dominatrix manager of the Basham Brothers. Yeah, totally uh, somebody who was not in her right element uh, doing uh, that uh, role. It was very awkward, not only just the whole gimmick itself being on TV, because um, they had the ball of gags and all that with uh, the Bashams, but she just did not seem like she was in a comfort zone for herself. Uh, she came from the basketball world. From what I was looking at when trying to find a pitcher, which was hard to do without having the Bashams in it, uh, she looks like she returned to basketball, but she's uh, doing refing and stuff like that. So Ooh, nice. Definitely out of the wrestling world. Mm hmm. August 29th, 39 years ago in St. Paul, Minnesota, Otto Wentz uh, defeated Nick Bockwinkle to win the AWA World Heavyweight Championship. Man, that's a that, that, that guy's thick. 33 years ago, that didn't sound good at all. Um, 33 years ago, WWF presented the first SummerSlam from Madison Square Garden. SummerSlam would air on the last Monday in August for each of the first seven years. Uh, Rick Rude would defeat the Junkyard Dog. The Ultimate Warrior defeated the Honky Tonk Man in just 31 seconds in a shit, shitty match. Uh, even shitty for the Honky Tonk Man um, to win the WWF IC belt. That's right. Who can do a shittier match with someone than the Honky Tonk Man? Honky Tonk Man with the Ultimate Warrior. Exactly. Uh, Demolition Smash and Axe defeated the Heart Foundation to retain the WWF Tag Team belts. And the Mega Powers, Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, uh, defeated the Mega Bucks, uh, Ted DiBiase and Andre the Giant. And Jesse the Body Ventura was the special referee. And something else happened during that match that uh, some of the most of the fellows liked. Yeah, and that was uh, the moment where the Mega Bucks had uh, the Mega Powers down, and they were on the outside and needed a distraction. Next thing you know, Elizabeth gets up there and just unzipped her. Uh, 
skirt and took it off and uh, she revealed that she was wearing some uh, basically it was a uh, bikini bottoms but uh, red bikini bottoms that went with her red, uh, yellow dress uh, it was somewhat like um, Belle from uh, Beauty and the Beast that sort of uh, color oh, yeah. but she took that off and everybody was stunned and she tossed the uh, skirt at uh, DiBiase and that was uh, happening on the one side of the ring. And then on the other side, you, uh, the camera caught Hogan uh, Savage coming up slowly and then seeing what happened and doing the Mega Powers handshake and then getting back in there and getting the victory. And Jesse uh, was not going to do the uh, full count. And he came down with two and went up for three. And Savage had to uh, throw his hand down to get the three count. And then... Unfortunately, at the same time, that was where the seeds were being planted because uh, Hogan picked up uh, Elizabeth and hugged her. And then I'm not sure if it was that one or if it was a Survivor Series. But uh, once Savage had her up on his shoulder, Hogan's hand went a little bit near the backside of Elizabeth and the seeds were planted of jealousy and you got lust in your eyes. Yeah, it was a bad, bad time there. Though I find it funny that... Mushroom Man didn't have a problem with Elizabeth showing her tush for one of the first times, but yet the jealousy. Ah. Yeah. And this also was another uh, edition of SummerSlam prior to 1990, where Beefcake was supposed to be challenging for the Intercontinental Championship, but was injured. And the guy who replaced him took the title because yes. Warrior came in and uh, destroyed. Uh, Honky, which was really bad if you uh, go back and watch it because he got the shoulder block. And then Honky's like changing himself from this direction to that one to take the splash just so that the hard camera side gets uh, Warrior uh, getting the pinfall. Like you said, it was trash. But, yeah. you know, another time that Beefcake missed out on the IC title. Uh, here's the SummerSlam that was held at uh, Wembley Stadium in London, England, 29 years ago was SummerSlam 92. Um, now, it was reported on where I got this information that there was over 80,000 people there. No, no, there wasn't. There were 60,000 people there. There was lots of empty seats up in the high high spots. I remember it was a bit of a disappointment because they were going, you know, trying to go back to a big, huge uh, outdoor arena and they did not sell out uh and the event wouldn't actually air in the united states until two days later the legion of doom with rocco defeated money inc uh and that was a terrible match mostly because of the beginning i'm sorry when they came back yeah it was great to see him back uh competing again in the wwf but when they brought out that rocco puppet i like puppets but that Rocco Pop was just a terrible idea. Rocco wasn't even really the bad part of it because Rocco rode on the front of the motorcycle that Ellering uh, did and all that. So, yes, that was ridiculous, but making uh, the LOD kid-friendly by adding Rocco. But the worst part of it, and I believe you can go back to uh, uh, the whole uh, Dark Side of the Ring where they talked about... Uh, uh, the Road Warriors, actually Hawk was quite uh, inebriated uh, doing that, and he stumbled around. Like, uh, if you pay attention to what Hawk was doing, it's just very sad uh, what was going on. But this was actually a pretty good uh, event. As you said, it started off with uh, LOD against, the, uh, against Money, Inc., and... Uh, and of course, closed out with uh, the Intercontinental title. And of course, you had uh, Demolition members, Crush and Repo Man, or Smash, against each other. Shawn Michaels and uh, Rick Martel vowing not to hit each other in the face because uh, Sherry liked them both. And both uh, the amount of times Sherry gets dropped. <laughs> yeah, she got dropped so many times and faked uh, being passed out because they were about to hit each other in the face. And that was one of the first, like, on pay-per-view in a long time that they had a good guy versus a good guy. Sorry, a bad guy versus a bad guy. Yeah, you don't really see heel against heel. You do see face against face, and that's what they had uh, in the uh, co-main event, but that was in the mini 
uh, middle part with Savage and uh, Warrior, but they had also planted seeds of who was going to uh, turn on the other one and align themselves with Ric Flair or uh, and uh, Kurt Hennig. Yeah, the whole thing was a ruse. Yep, I'll let you continue uh, talking about the whole card, though. Oh, the rest of the matches, I'm not sure where he even left off. Well, Probably Shawn Michaels yep. fought Rick Martel to double count out. The Ultimate Warrior defeated Randy Savage by count out, uh, which kind of sucks. Uh, the, the match, though, itself is decent, but it's not even close to the WrestleMania 7 match. The Undertaker defeated Kamala by DQ, and the British Bulldog defeated Bret Hart to win the WWF IC belt in a pretty good match. Yeah, uh, Bulldog. And I say pretty good because, yes, it's a great match, especially if you appreciate the wrestling. For me, it was a good match, but neither guy was a big enough name, in my opinion, to, at that time, be the main event. I think it was a great uh, match that uh, was technically sound. Uh, There was also the botch uh, part where uh, Davey didn't catch Brett and uh, when he went over the top rope and uh, Davey's bent back backwards um but they used almost every technical ma- uh, move known at the time uh so that way it made it a uh spectacle in itself and you know they had to give uh, davy the home t- uh, country guy the uh main event spot but yeah i also was going to say that uh, with uh taker and kamala i loved kamala's expressions Every time they did the whole, uh, even the lead up to uh, uh, the casket match. And then I think there's a Coliseum home video exclusive where they uh, open up the uh, casket after uh, the whole thing is done, the event. And he's just like, (laughs) do you remember that? Yeah. So Kamala was awesome. Rest in peace, man. And we move on to 27 years ago. We got uh, WWE presented SummerSlam 94. In that, we had Leonard Blaze defeat Bowen Nakano to retain the WWF Women's Championship. Razor Ramon defeated Diesel to win the WWF IC belt. Brett the Hitman Hart defeated Owen Hart in a spectacular steel cage match to retain the WWF Championship. And that also marked the return of Davy Boy Smith, who was at ringside uh, for that. Um, and I, I, he turned bad in that. No, no, he didn't turn bad. I can't remember now. No, he didn't turn bad. No, he but, saved. Uh, he saved. He uh, he climbed. Yeah, and saved. I forget saved, which one he turned bad. At. He saved Brett uh, because uh, Owen had uh, nine heart, but That's eventually right. uh, Davy did uh, turn and side with Owen as well. And we had the Undertaker versus the Underfaker, and of course the original Undertaker, Paul Bear's Taker, defeated DiBiase's The Undertaker, who was played by Chains or Brian Lee. That's it. And of course, we had the uh, Tatanka turning his back on Lex Luger because. He thought Lex was going to sell out to the Million Dollar Man, and it was actually him that sold out to the Million Dollar Man. And we had those uh, skits with George Kennedy and uh, Leslie Nielsen throughout the uh, show as they were trying to find Undertaker. And but we tell which now seems silly because last week on History we learned that uh, they did a house show that the Undertaker was at a week before. Yeah. He was out there. They just weren't looking very well. <laughs> and you could tell the difference between the two Undertakers because the one wore gray yes. and uh, one the original one changed to purple on his return and being more of a face. All right. And we're in uh, 21 years ago at a SmackDown taping in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Al Snow defeated Perry Saturn by submission to capture the WWF European Championship. 15 Al, years ago. Sorry, Al had a lot of uh, fun with the, that European Championship, as you see in the uh, graphic that I have here. Uh, at least eight uh, different times uh, he dressed up to represent some uh, part of Europe and uh, also uh, decorated head to represent them as well. Ah, good old head. 
Uh, 15 years ago, also at a SmackDown taping in Reading, Pennsylvania, Mr. Kennedy defeated Finley and Bobby Lashley in a triple threat match to win the WWE United States Championship. Kennedy! Kennedy! Hey, it's a happy 72nd birthday today to John Stanley Hansen II, a.k.a. the Lariat Stan Hansen. He was born in Knox City, Ten Te Te Texas. Uh, Hansen debuted in 1973. However, at first it was uh, to only be a part-time gig as, as he was trying out for the Detroit Wheels of the football World Football League. Hansen is married and has two sons, both college baseball players. His older son, Shavier, uh, or Shaver, sorry, was drafted in the sixth round of the 2009 NLB draft. And you never wanted to get hit with Liz Lariat because you never knew if it was going to get you in the chest, the neck, the face, because he didn't even know where it was going to get you because he was blind as a bat. Blind as a bat. That's right. He was blind as a bat. August 30th, 52 years ago in Chicago, Illinois, Mad Dog Vashon, sorry, my, yeah, my, 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 yeah, Mad Dog Vashon, and Butcher Vashon defeated The Crusher and Dick the Bruiser to win the AWA World Tag Team Championship. And wow, there, that's, a lot, that's a lot of chest hair going on. <laughs> 28 years ago, the Lex Express rolled into SummerSlam 93 from the Palace in Auburn Hills, Michigan. In a dark match, Owen Hart defeated Barry Horowitz. Just one year later, Owen would be in the main event at SummerSlam 94. What a jump from one year ago. Razor Ramon defeated Ted DiBiase. The belt was DiBiase's final WWF match. Uh, the Steiner brothers defeated the Heavenly Bodies, consisting of Tom Pritchard and Jimmy Del Rey, uh, to retain the WWF Tag Team Championship. Red Hart uh, would defeat Doink the Clown by DQ. It was a decent match, but really, Doink. Uh, Jerry Lawler defeated Bret Hart by DQ. Uh, Hart had won the match via submission, but refused to release the hold post-match, and the decision was reversed. Yeah, Bret had some rough uh, Summer Slams in 93 uh, and 95. The fact that he had to wrestle Doink, and then I forgot about that. <laughs> and Luvid Borga defeated Marty Jannetty. Uh, the Undertaker defeated Giant Gonzalez in a Rest in Peace match. That's right, after their horrible match at uh, WrestleMania, they had a no. Uh, and Lex Luger defeated Yokozuna by countout in a WWF Championship match. Yokozuna retained the title, and who knows what happened to the Lex Express. I think he got turned into DX Express and got blown up by Steve Austin. Could have been. 28 years ago at a WCW Saturday Night taping, Dusty Rhodes defeated Ravishing Rick Rude to win the NWA WCW United States Championship. 23 years ago, WWF presented yet another SummerSlam 98. It saw D'Lo Brown defeat Val Venus via DQ to retain the European Championship. X-Pac defeated Jeff Jarrett in a hair versus hair match. Ken Shamrock defeated Owen Hart via submission in a kind of cool looking Lions Dead match with an ankle lock. The New Age Outlaws defeated Mankind in a Falls Count Anywhere handicap match to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. Mankind's partner Kane wasn't there during the match, but showed up in a dumpster afterwards and nailed Mankind with a sledgehammer. Triple H defeated The Rock in a ladder match to win the WWF IC belt. And uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated The Undertaker to retain the WWF championship. If I remember that uh, ladder match was a little bit of a clunker. Um, it wasn't too bad, I didn't think. And it definitely set the tone with uh, the fact that... Uh, Rock and Triple H were quite the rivalry with them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but a ladder, they, I don't think they needed the ladder. No. Uh, it definitely was a little bit different. And this was, I think, uh, when Triple H was still... Um, no, he, he was getting into DX. He was DX by that time. Uh, so, yeah, he was just uh, recently leader of DX. 
So they were climbing up and getting into the uh, top seven-ish uh, main eventers for uh, WD and proved themselves in that uh, match. All right, 12 years ago, Walter Killer Kowalski died days after he was taken off light support following a heart attack he suffered earlier in the month. He was 81. He, of course, had many future stars roll through his wrestling school over the years. Some of them were Triple H, China, Perry Saturn, John Kronos, Big John Stud, April Hunter, Christopher Nowinski, Brittany Brown, Eddie Edwards, Frankie Kazarian, Damian Sandow, and Fandango. He was a vegetarian who didn't drink or smoke, nor would he drive with wrestlers who smoked, and a lifetime bachelor. Though Kowalski did end up married at the age of 79 in 2006. See, he got married and then he died. Poor guy. Well, he definitely set an example in that regards uh, as far as uh, how he uh, didn't touch uh, any substances and how he ate. Um, it definitely rubbed edge. off. Yeah, it definitely rubbed off on that guy like Triple H because Triple H uh, doesn't drink or smoke and everything. And he was one of the reasons why they also brought him into uh, DX because, or the click, should I say, because everybody else did and they needed hmm. somebody straight to uh, hang out with and love the wrestling business as much as they did, but could also get them uh, from point A to B. Yes. Definitely need that. 22 years ago on Raw's War from Boston, Massachusetts, Mankind and The Rock defeated the Unholy Alliance, Undertaker and Big Slow, to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. It would be Mankind's fifth tag team title win. August 31st, 53 years ago in Bloomington, Minnesota, Vern Gagne defeated Mr. X to win the AWA World Heavyweight Championship for the ninth time. Uh, Gagne's ninth reign would be his longest, as he would hold the championship uninterrupted for more than seven years, losing the title to Nip Bockwinkle in November of 1975. 35 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, Terry Funk calls it a career for the first time. In his first final match ever, Terry Funk and his father, Dory Funk Jr., Stan Hansen, and, or sorry, defeated Stan Hansen and Terry Gordy. Wow, 35 years ago, his first retirement match. <laughs> That's awesome. 34 years ago, Jerry Lawler defeats Don Bass in a hair versus hair title match to win the AWA Southern Heavyweight Championship for only the 50th time. Only. Only. Uh, 26 years ago, both the British Bulldog and King Kong Bundy returned to the WWF at a superstar taping. 24 years ago in Yokohama, Japan, Ken Suzuki Sasaki defeated Shinye, uh, Shinye uh, Hashimoto to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. The end wins Hashimoto's 489-day reign as AWGP Heavyweight Champion the longest in the history of New Japan Pro Wrestling. 19 years ago in Dover, Delaware, Wife Beater defeated Nick Mondo in a 200 light tubes barbed wire salt match to win the first ever CZW Tournament of Death. Wife Beater also defeated Nick Gage in a panels of glass match and Necro Butcher in a staple guns fall count anywhere match. Other participants included John Zandig, Nate Hatred, The Messiah, Nick Mondo, Homeless Jimmy, Toby Keith Klein, and Adam Flash. What a list of misfits. Nice. Good old Homeless Jimmy. John, now, John Zandig, that's a guy that can really give it to people and take abuse. 11 years ago, Cabal is the winner of um, NXT Season 2. With his win, he earned a championship match on uh, pay-per-view. Michael McKillicuddy, uh, known today as Chris Axel, finished uh, second, while Alex Riley finished third. Yeah, that uh, season was quite interesting because uh, some of the mentors uh, with Eli Cottonwood and John Morrison, God only knows where Cottonwood is now. He's out of there. He had to cut a promo on mustache, and it was just horrible. Nobody knows where Lucky Cannon probably is anymore, and he was with Mark Henry. 
Alex Riley and The Miz, uh, they end up hating each other, I think, in real life. Titus O'Neil is still around, but his mentor, Zack Ryder, is gone. Percy Watson left and came back as a commentary uh, for NXT and left again. He was with MVP. And, of course, who could forget Husky Harris, who was with Cody Rhodes, and Husky became uh, good old uh, Bray Wyatt and then The Fiend. Uh, and a lot more tattoos compared to what he had as Husky Harris. And, of course, he got renamed or honored, I guess, somehow, uh, with the puppet Huskus the Pig as part of the uh, uh, Firefly Funhouse. Huskus the Pig. Yeah, and Caval was with Michelle McCool and Layla, and... The guy's ego was bigger than what needed to happen. He got given the win, but he didn't like the fact that he was put with two females after being a world traveler and uh, a lot more experience than uh, given credit for. And, yeah, his ego was the downfall of his WWE career. And I don't think many other people want him around in their organizations anyways today. And it's a happy 42nd birthday to um, uh, Mickey Laurie James Eldest, a.k.a. Mickey James. James, of course, married Nick Aldis last year on New Year's Eve. That's well, a few years ago for that one. But, uh, yeah, Mickey James. Oh, uh, New Year's just Day. Actually... Say it's daytime. Yeah. Well, I believe uh, you James. over what the internet tells me. <laughs> Mickey James just recently actually put together the NWA's uh, first all-women's pay-per-view uh, this past weekend with Empower, and then she was also on the uh, 73rd anniversary of the NWA pay-per-view that happened on Sunday, where unfortunately her husband, uh, Nick Aldis, dropped the title after over 1,040-plus days of champion. Yeah after uh, winning it from Cody at NWA's 70th anniversary uh, event. And and who did he lose it to? Uh, he lost it to... Uh, uh, he was for NWA. Uh, I can't remember at the moment. All right. Well, we'll perhaps come back to that. Moving on, we're into September... 42 years ago, September 1st, the WWWF introduces the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship with Pat Patterson as its first champion, having won a kayfabe tournament in Rio de Janeiro. Uh, the backstory is Patterson defeated Ted DiBiase to win the WWWF North American Championship back in June, and that belt would be repackaged as the IC belt. Yeah, so as you see here, the all the different incarnations of what the title uh, looked like up until uh, today, where uh, the latest incarnation uh, was done in uh, 2019. Um, so yeah, a lot of different uh, things going on with that title. I think my favorite is, uh, well, the 85 to 97 and the 2011 to 19, which are basically the same uh, looking belt just different leather is uh, definitely my favorite uh, version of the championship. And uh, to go back quickly to the, who Nick Aldis uh, lost the title to, it was uh, former WD superstar, Trevor Murdoch. No, oh, there you go. Nice. I'm glad to see him uh, uh, get that. Uh, 31, yes, 31 years ago, wrestling got a little too real for the people in Memphis. Uh, during their Saturday night morning wrestling broadcast on WMC-TV in Memphis, Eddie Gilbert hit Jerry Lawler with Doug Gilbert's car in the parking lot outside the studio. The collision caused Lawler to suffer a bruised hip after he rolled over the hood of the car. The angle was so real uh, for some viewers, cops were called to the WMC studios. Lawler had to return later in the show to ensure authorities that he was okay. Yeah, I tried to get a uh, GIF of that uh, to put up here like we did, had with uh, uh, Shane Douglas throwing down the title. And unfortunately, that was too big to uh, load up. But he takes quite the uh, role. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. 
and he gets hit and he goes up and over the hood and onto the roof and then goes down to the ground. And yeah, Jerry took quite the uh, role. Uh, don't blame uh, people for possibly calling the police on this one. Mm. Unlike uh, when uh, people called uh, the police on the uh, NWO invasion, uh, which looked a lot less uh, threatening than uh, mm. being run over. So it's one of the better uh, hit and runs in uh, wrestling uh, history. Oh, yeah. Plus, well, when you're doing it in Lawler's hometown, I believe that was, He's almost the mayor without being mayor. Somebody's going to be like, oh, my God. No. Uh, 41 years ago in Charlotte, North Carolina, Jimmy Snuka defeated Ricky Steamboat to win the vacated NWA United States Championship, the mid-Atlantic version. 29 years ago at a WWF Superstars taping in Hershey, Pennsylvania, Ric Flair would defeat the Macho Man Randy Savage to capture the WWF Championship. The match shown on Prime Wrestling 13 days later was actually a redo match. Uh, the first take of the match was stopped due to Vince McMahon being dissatisfied with the start of the match. 14 years ago in Bayamon, Puerto Rico, Adam Pierce defeated Brent Albright to win the vacated NWA World Heavyweight Championship. The title was vacated when NWA ended its partnership with TNA earlier that summer. 14 years ago on ECW on Sci-Fi, CM Punk defeated John Morrison to win the ECW championship. 11 years ago at a SmackDown taping in Cleveland, Ohio, John Morrison defeated Rey Mysterio to win the WWE IC belt. And he used that kick to finish him, I believe. That's kind of like a, that, 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 that kick's kind of like a, um, uh, shit, I'm trying to think. There's a few video games that have that kick just like that. Uh, it would have been the 68th birthday to Theodore James Petty. Uh, Petty, a graduate of Rutgers University with a degree in nutrition. Uh, Petty began wrestling in 1978 as the Cheetah Kid. After a brief boxing career, he wrestled as Colonel DeClerc for the NWA in 1990. In 93, he'd be paired with Michael Durham, and they'd become the public enemy. Durham as Johnny Grunge, and Petty as Flyboy Fly Rock Rock. And, uh, and both, of course, uh, uh, public enemy became a staple in both ECW and WCW. It's too bad, but both of those guys are now deceased. Yeah, and they didn't have a good run in uh, WWE. No, um, they their unfortunate egos, uh, once again, somebody with ego issues, got the better of them, and uh, freaking Bradshaw put them in their place and sent them packing. Yep. September 2nd, 29 years ago, WCW presented Clash of the Champions 20. Uh, the show commemorated, that's better, uh, 20... Uh, uh, years of, uh, sorry, 20, uh, 20 shows of the Clash of the Champions. Uh, and it's, a pro oh man, I can't even, 20 years on TBS, how about that? Uh, the special guests included former WWF Championship Bruno uh, San Martino, and in his last American television appearance, Andre the Giant. Andre would die just five months later. And on the show, Ricky Steamboat defeated Steve Austin in a no-DQ match to win the WCW World Television Championship. Awesome match. Those guys could uh, tear it up all the time. I enjoyed mm -hmm. Steamboat and uh, Austin. You sure did. 19 years ago on Raw from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Triple H is awarded the uh, World Heavyweight Championship, a.k.a. the old WCW World Belt. Triple H was awarded the belt after becoming the number one contender um, uh, match, winning that match, uh, for the undisputed WWE Championship after defeating The Undertaker a week previous. Triple H would defend the World Heavyweight uh, belt again, uh, that night against Ric Flair. Yeah, originally they were just going to have the undisputed championship, and they made the uh, new belt after Jericho had, uh, was carrying around both belts. Brock Lesnar had it, and I think he was going back and forth just briefly between Raw and SmackDown. And then all of a sudden, they just decided, 
Brock is going to just be on SmackDown. And so Eric Bischoff decided we need a champion for Raw. And that's when they whipped out uh, the old WCW title and presented it to Triple H. And finally, to end it all off, 14 years ago at a Raw taping, Jeff Hardy defeats Umanga to win the WWE IC belt. Umanga lost the belt due to violating the WWE wellness policy. Just six months later, Hardy would lose the IC belt, also due to breaking the wellness policy. Yeah, I love it. And that is the end of This Week in Wrestling History, which, of course, is compiled from the vast land of Google, Wikipedia, CagesideSeats.com, and most importantly, from fans and journalists that have front rows, seats to history. And, of course, a big thank you to our sponsor, CoolBet, CoolBet.com, and sportsbook betting and casino games. Stay cool and bet responsibly. Yeah, we always want to thank uh, CoolBet for uh, everything they do with, with us. And also want to quickly remind you, this uh, Labor Day weekend is the last time you can get the uh, Raw's War version of uh, our uh, Scumbags of Wrestling uh, t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Scumbags Wrestling. And uh, so last chance to get that uh, for a little while. I'm going to archive it and put somebody else in there. And also, you can always get the uh, Ontario Indie Comic Book uh, cover, uh, Tribute won 22 stars on the Ontario Indie scene, and the money raised from that are going to Stevens Wrestling Journey, Curie Malformation uh, Research at uh, Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto. So uh, go to our store at prowrestlingtees.com backslash wrestling to get those shirts while they're available. Um, as I said at the beginning, this was heavily a uh, SummerSlam uh, show, which is not a bad thing. I love SummerSlam. Uh, definitely one of those tentpole events. And uh, a couple stinkers in there, like 95, but always a great one, uh, like you saw in 1990. Um, and a couple of the earlier ones as well. Um, yeah, your sound's gone weird. A bunch of clicking. <laughs> so, yeah, we want to uh, thank you for being a part of this, and we'll see you next week.